Today, we're gonna to try to answer the question, what in the Sam Hill is deconstructionism? Hello, Salty Pastor listeners. We're doing something very special this week, and to start it off, I'm going to ask you a question. We have been studying with Pastor Harv the idea of finding your way home. Uh, finding community and actually finding a place to be home, not just a house that you live in, but actually a home, a, a community and a life that is actually filling and worthwhile in living. Now I have a question for you. And that question is, have we as humans changed so much since the time of the Bible's writing that we are no longer capable of community or is it possible that we have been convinced or trained to think in a way that we dissect everything in community and it is making it hard, but not impossible to have community? Is it this training that has convinced us that we cannot do community, even though it may just be the way we're thinking about how people are supposed to interact or how community is supposed to work and deconstructing it down when we really should be leaning into it to live happier, fuller lives and find our way home. This is a question that I think Pastor Doug actually answers very well in this episode that we aired about a year ago. And so we're gonna go back into that episode and let Pastor Doug kind of explain a little bit about why this line of thinking might be preventing you even now from truly engaging and finding a community and finding your way home and living in the fullness of God. So here's Pastor Doug talking about that. Hello. Dr. Douglas Peak here, the Salty Pastor, and this is a Salty Pastor special. These are designed to help you on board with the Salty Pastor in order to get the most out of it without having to listen to over a hundred previous episodes. We're calling it What in the Sam Hill series. Today, we're going to try to answer the question, What in the Sam Hill is deconstructionism? Now, if postmodernism is a way of thinking, deconstructionism is the tool you use to think that certain way. So what exactly is this tool? Well, deconstructionism is a tool to evaluate the relationship between a written text and the meaning of the text. It started out as a literary tool and came from the brain of French philosopher Jacques Derrida. He was a philosopher who was French, but he was raised in a Jewish community located in Northern Africa in the 40s and early 50s. He launched the idea of deconstructionism as a literary tool in the 60s. His basic point was this. There is a difference between what an author writes in a text and how people understand it. I think everybody kind of agrees with that. For instance, a great example of this is in the song, I Hope You Have the Time of Your Life by Green Day. It was released in the late 90s. It had a real uh, uh, catchy tune. It was super popular. So young couples started wanting it played at their wedding ceremonies. Many were shocked to know that the song was actually a good riddance kind of a song, not a love song at all. 
So this is an example of what was written and how people understood what was written completely differently. Now, Derrida wanted to understand why this happens. So he came up with his idea of deconstructionism. And here is how it works. When you read a text, you assume there are internal discrepancies within it. That's another way of saying contradictions. So if you break the text down to its basic forms of language, this is the process of deconstruction, then you can find all the different ways it can be read, understood, or applied. And guess what? All of these options are true because it doesn't matter what the author meant, what matters is what you think it means. Therefore, when an author writes a text, there's no way to actually know the ultimate meaning of what the author wrote. There is no secure truth. That's a term he used. So Derrida's point was that in order to communicate what you mean to another person, you need to continually add modifiers. For instance, something like this. You say to someone, I have a dog. They say, really, what kind? I have a yellow lab. Really, what size? Well, it's the runt of the litter, so it's small, only 55 pounds. Well, you can kind of see the point. What Derrida proposed was no matter how many descriptors you use, the other person will never know exactly who your dog really is or what it really looks like. So this led to Derrida's conclusion that language is unable to accurately communicate any truth. Therefore, there is no actual meaning or truth in the text. What you think it means or what you believe it means is all that could be true. So this is where the modern day notion of deconstructionism comes from. For instance, the notion of you must discover your own truth, own your own truth comes from. Your personal experience or your story is the highest virtue. In essence, it's all about you. Now, this idea has now spread to all other areas of life. For instance, relationships. Since real love doesn't actually exist, then you can only be happy by getting what you want out of a relationship. The only truth you can find in a relationship is whether or not it makes you happy. So the most important thing that people ask today in their relationships is this, am I happy? See, that's a deconstructionist tool of thinking. In economics, when a person says, this is the truth, they are not trying to establish a fact on which to make good decisions. They are trying to exert power over you and manipulate you. In politics, the media will take what a politician says and then edit it to sound completely different than what they actually meant. Now they can do this because they are deconstructionists. This is what they heard and what it means to them. So creative editing and changing what the politician said is perfectly legit thing to do. In law, even legal documents, contracts, and the Constitution of the United States are being deconstructed where there is no meaning or truth in the words. When you are taught deconstruction, you become a skeptic of everything. Nothing is really true. This is why people argue the Second Amendment doesn't give Americans the right to bear arms. This is why 
your gender, male or female, can be separated from biological sex. This is why you can tell people they're not allowed to pray or express their religion in the public square. This is why people who follow Jesus are called haters and judgmental bigots. This is why science cannot be trusted because there is no objective truth to discover. All of these flow out of a deconstructionist tool of thinking. So what are the effects? Well, first off, it builds a pair of skeptic colored glasses. You know the old adage, she looks at life through rose colored glasses. Well, today it presents itself in the opposite through deconstructionism. You become a critic and skeptic of everything. Nothing has meaning anymore. Eventually, people get to a point in their own life where they can believe nothing and find themselves completely empty. Being skeptical of everything ultimately ends up with being skeptical of yourself, who you are, any meaning for your existence, any way to verify whether you're real or not. And this is called nihilism. Second, deconstructionism makes it impossible to love other people. It literally is the toxicity or the chemotherapy of love. It kills it at every single level. This is, a, of course, a brief overview of deconstructionism and how it impacts your life. Now, the best way to counter the tendency of every human heart to be a deconstructionist is to focus on what you know to be true. You know, there are things that are true no matter what. There is good and there is evil. So you can focus on discovering what these truths might be and how you can build a life of substance on them. This is Dr. Douglas Peak helping you understand what in the Sam Hill is deconstructionism. Thank you.